Welcome back to the Cam Things and Higher podcast. I'm Camilla. And I'm Tosin. So we put up a post on the Higher Instagram asking what people would like to hear for the next episode. And quite a few students said that they would like to hear about mental health and well-being generally as a student. And this is something that myself and Camilla have, you know, dabbled in and out of, you yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, basically. So, yeah, I thought we'd chat about that. Yeah, so uh, what we'll do, we've got a few set of questions that um, Tosin has prepared, and we're just going to, like, basically bounce off and yeah. just ask each other the questions. Make it as natural as possible. Yeah. So, uh, the first question we've got here is, what is mental health to you, Tosin? Mental health to me, yeah. Usually, I just see it as, like, before, I thought it was just, oh, you're depressed or you know you can you have mm. delusions whatever 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 you're schizophrenic so i didn't really identify it as something that could just occur in my daily life yeah no w- definitely without me knowing but it's actually taken me a lot of reflection to to look back at a lot of the time and be like well i think i was kind of depressed at that yeah, time yeah that was know? like a really bad time in my life yeah <laughs> but I, in the moment i just thought damn i'm just being lazy damn like i'm just always yeah. anxious like damn i'm just always sad like i need to get over myself yeah and i feel also like the hardest time we've gone through we went through it together mm. so because i thought like it was happening <laughs> it was happening to both of mm. us we just thought maybe like this is just like a normal yeah there was definitely so me and camilla used to live together in second year yeah um and there was a period where it was like exams personal like um life <laughs> life issues and we were both just going through it like <laughs> for like a good like six six months yeah like things just like just started spiraling out of control and i think also because like we weren't addressing them mm. but yeah i definitely agree with tossing like i always thought like oh yeah mental health is like yeah your schizophrenic mm. like you know um wow schizophrenic i don't know how if that's how you say it but yeah like you've got like some huge issues like you've been diagnosed blah blah and i guess that's all part of the stigma of mental health i feel like a lot of our things stem from education and just the stage oh, of absolutely. life that we're in so nothing like too serious mm-hmm. but things that just like flare up here and yeah, there and because there's so many like additional pressures mm. even some of the most mundane things are like you overextend it and make yeah. it into a huge thing. So that's that's definitely something that... Yeah, so, like, definitely, like, obviously, this might not be the real definition of mental health, but, like, mm. we're talking about it from our... From our, our personal yeah, perspectives our exp- and what we've been through. Um, so, yeah, mental health to me now is me being able to reflect on how I feel and be like, was that... Is that a good time? Like, am I think... Is my thinking right now, like, productive? Or, like, is it healthy for me to think this way about mm. this thing you know yeah like yeah and then i guess to me it's just like how healthy my mind is like mm. how happy i am doing the right things doing things that make me happy mm. like what make me sad like you know just really controlling being mm. in, very much being in control of my environment the things that i see yeah um and then should we move on to the second question yeah. so um how has the education system affected uh your mental health the education system has tested me flipped it i didn't even know what mental health was until i got into this system but university has definitely Mm. definitely tested me like i wouldn't to an extent university and the pressures whatever whatever but more so 
how I feel about myself mm. within university, my expectations of myself, like how much reading I'm supposed to have done in my mind. Yeah. Like what I'm supposed to have got in my mind. Like no one's there like, you must get, you know, a minimum 65. But like yes. in my mind, like mm. it's my and also the people pressure. around you. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And like, you do quite a competitive course as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And like seeing other people, what they're doing, like kind of comparing as well. That's definitely been something that's, affected me in the past i would say it doesn't really affect me anymore like past second year i didn't really look at what other people are doing like that but i used to thrive with competition when i was in um secondary school yeah but then it was because there was barely any smart people so there was like a few smart people in the class and i was one of them so it was like yeah as long as i beat these like two three people it's calm but when you're <laughs> around just 100 percent smart people like it's very easy to kind of feel inadequate a lot yeah. of the time or like you don't deserve to be in certain spaces for me, like, it started a bit before university. I feel like from year 12, I went to definitely a more competitive school. Not like LSE, but definitely more competitive than what, I, what I'd been used to. But, like, with A-levels, I just feel like if you work, like, really hard and, you know, the conditions are right and you're lucky here and there, you know, with the exam question, like, you can really prepare for mm. what um it's about to come in educational-wise. So, you know, you can do well. Uh, the grades are, like, quite quite easy to understand. The questions are easy to understand. Mm. But, like, you get into university and it's, like, you can put in, like, so much work and mm. the outcome just won't be, like, what you expect. Or That's sometimes you can put work. in, like, little work mm-hmm. and, and suddenly you get you, really good. You get really good, thing, yeah. Especially about, like, our subjects, which are qualitative subjects, mm. is so subjective. subjective. yeah. Like, I've put in work for certain exams and certain... I think that's why first year slapped me. I didn't do that well in first year. And, like... It slapped me because I thought I was going in. I was doing further readings, honey, like, on a regular week. And I still didn't do well. So it was kind of like, wait, so all this time I've been I've been validated, like, for most of my life. Like, you're smart, you're smart, you're smart. And you come here and they're basically like, you're stupid. And it's like, <laughs> what do I even believe now? Like, who even am I? And I, I think you said this as well before. Like, you used to, like, my smartness is something that I had. Yeah, so like when it used to be my, away yeah. From me, like, like I just felt I like have? my brain is like my biggest asset, yeah. and like when I don't do well, I just feel so crushed. Yeah, like because it's like this is my main <laughs> thing that I'm like banking on. <laughs> so yes. I feel like universities definitely pushed me mm, to be something outside. Yeah, yeah, like something outside of education. It just hit me like okay, well my grades aren't everything, perhaps, mm-hmm. and like also not exactly settling, but choosing my happiness over like mm. getting a certain grade yeah and then be disappointed like i'm not saying don't try don't work hard whatever whatever but to what extent like at what, what yeah, ex- but like I, what cost yeah at what cost are you are you chasing this thing do you know what i mean like i don't know man i just don't feel like it's as important especially at university like 60 percent of people here get a 2-1 and if i get a 2-1 i'm going to be fine i'm not gonna die mm. so, and for a-level students what would you say because as much as we think that like back then it you know it's quite easy to work towards mm. it whatever whatever like some of these students are really going through it you know what i mean and i remember kind of going through it as well but like i had my lsc letter on the wall like i'm gonna go get that whatever whatever so it was kind of more like a a driven mm. i don't know i feel like at a level <clears throat> i had a very good uh support system mm. so um i would like i had a very good friendship group and we literally like all study together all the time a level like you know 
the past papers, you know, mm-hmm. like A levels are she like techniques mm-hmm. that and we, are, we will be talking yeah. about revision techniques in another Podcast. episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like A levels are literally like techniques that you literally just need to master to get the grades. Mm-hmm. And obviously, this is not ideal, but like even if you fail a year. Like at the end of the day, with A levels, you can do an extra year. Like you can, you mm. have, you have a, some sort of leeway. You know, there's something mm. to fall back on that you can change things here and there. But at university, it's like the further you get, you, the deeper you mm. get into it. It's harder the more to it's get like, out. Yeah, it's <laughs> hard to get out. There. So at A level, I always had the cu- the cushion that okay, if things don't go a hundred percent as planned, there'll be another year. There'll be something else that I can do to make this better. Mm. But also, it's like there's these like methods that should work. Like you know practice, mm-hmm. do the methods, had a great support system, as I said. Mm-hmm. And, and if you exhaust those truth. methods, then, like, you know in yourself that there is nothing more than that I could have done. Yeah. You might just get a bad exam and go for a bit, like, we don't want to make this, like, a negative podcast, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. But, like, as long as you exhaust your resources. But then if yeah. you get to results day and you open your track or whatever... And you say, damn, I should have worked harder. Da, 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 da. Mm. I shouldn't have watched that. I shouldn't have yeah. laid in bed for a week. Yeah, literally, at then, A level, yeah, then at A level, I felt like I did all I could do. Exactly. <laughs> this is the thing. When yeah. I finished my, when I finished my There's exam, literally nothing more I could do. I swear to you, that's the one thing that held, that held me is that I could honestly say, I finished my exams and I said, I did what I, I could, could do. do. Yeah. If I did any more, I will not be here because. <laughs> yeah, so literally at A level, you, you have to do all you can yeah. do. You just got to do what you got to do. Outside of university, what would you say you've struggled with? I've just struggled with, like, you know, just to use your personal life, personal life stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I'm not going to go into too much details about that, but if you want to, you can do that. Um, I feel like I've struggled with, like... Okay, I've struggled in my personal life, but then also... You know, I feel like this is so cliche, but, like, social media. Mm. It's so cliche. Like, I find that at times... And you do that as well. Like, mm. you just have to... Shut off. Come, yeah, shut off. Like, come off certain Absolutely. things to just give yourself a break. Or, like, delete certain people mm, or certain things that you keep seeing all the time. 100%. Just to give yourself it's a break. It's just noise. <clears throat> I promise you, like, my mental health was at its best when I was in my final year of A-levels, when I deleted all of my social media. I did not care who was saying anything about who, who was doing this, this, that, and the other. Mm. Like, even till today, like, I always say, like, the only reason I have social media or, like, keep a presence on there. It's because I want to promote stuff in future, whatever. And mm-hmm. I'm seeing the increase in importance of having, like, an online following, whatever, whatever. But I delete apps on a regular. Yeah. Like, I can delete Instagram for two days and then come back, pre what I need to pre, and then go. Yeah, because literally. that stuff is just noise, like... Yeah, I know, definitely. And also, it, you just get, like, too invested. Yeah, when you've got other stuff that you're already stressing about, and now you're seeing people, like, living their best life, which is amazing, but sometimes, like, you're not in the best like position or yeah, like to be in the, in the mindset in that mindset. yeah no definitely like I just have to definitely like cleanse sometimes and like yeah. recently what I did like really randomly on Instagram is like delete everyone that's not really my friend <laughs> yeah, so just like delete people that I don't really know mm. just because like even like posting things and like having people that you don't know just makes you feel like so self-conscious like mm-hmm. I don't know like I just feel like awkward yeah and I it's totally like you, you just start to overthink the action that's yeah. so meant to be so simple literally like, that is literally it like you just oh, social media then i'm sure there's studies on social media and men- mental health already no definitely i would say it's something that if you don't 
me personally, I only go on social media when I need to go on social media or when I'm like, I'm in a position where I actually want to scroll. Like, you know, even me with Twitter, like sometimes I'll just come out of the blue and then I'll start sending you like a hundred videos yeah. on Twitter. It's because I don't want to constantly be scrolling and taking in this this kind of stuff and like seeing things that make me angry because all of this stuff, the content that you take in has a huge influence on you. It got Sometimes it goes into your subconscious mind. So like, no, you definitely. don't even think that like, you're thinking about it, but like yeah. it's influencing you. Like, I had you. like a week when I was so down because I mm. spent the whole week and watching like um uh videos on North, about north korean defectors i watched the documentary on that did you oh, watch the documentary like i love mm. al jazeera 101 east on youtube but that thing can make me so depressed mm-hmm. <laughs> i will just mm-hmm. watch it and the thing is i get a bit addicted to the, to yeah, the stuff it's like. definitely very addictive but mm. it's like you're just consuming things are just like oh this is a bit much mm. and imagine the amount of negative stuff you see on yeah like, Twitter. like every day there's another issue which i'm of course like it's an amazing thing to be able to speak about these things on a wild pla- on a wide platform however imagine just constantly seeing this issue today this yeah, that, like, things like, that are so distant from you now mm. think that the world is like going to going to yeah i know like my thing like on twitter my favorite thing is to mute yeah uh, people block people and mute words like i feel i have like over mm. 300 words that i've muted and like people <laughs> no honestly like, like you can even do that i, I, I mute everything if like just because like, it's just things yeah, I'm not, i just I'm not mainly look at like the stuff that you guys send me yeah man you know but yeah so that's definitely um something you struggle with and uh, you've written here imposter sy- syndrome. I don't really understand what that is. So imposter syndrome is when you feel like you are not worthy of what you have achieved so far and mm. you feel like you're going to get found out for not having been adequate enough to have even got what you have. So, for example, it's like me being like, uh, I only got into LSE because like, I got lucky and like people are going to find me out and mm. realise that I'm actually really stupid and I don't deserve to be here. Oh, that's interesting. I've never personally felt like that felt like that but like there's been times when I've been like okay if I, for example like in my first year I didn't really like speaking too much in class because I felt like people will realize that I'm not as intelligent as them or as well spoken as them mm-hmm. because these all used to come out with the maddest words which I've realized that it's all just air because a lot <laughs> of them we're all getting the same grades we're all doing the same thing do you know what I mean yeah. so it's like they're really just showing off and it's like yeah you're really just showing off your good yeah, education. Basically. <laughs> yeah, basically. So, obviously, that's taken me a while to realise that. Mm. But at the time, I did feel like, oh, I don't deserve to be here. I, mm. I literally just, how did I even get in here kind of thing. Mm. That yes. self-doubt, like, of your achievements. Mm. Um, interesting. Another question that you've got here is, how to identify not being 100% there? You're going to have to explain this one to you. Like, <laughs> how do you even identify that you're not mentally that well? Oh, wow. How did you identify that, Camilla? Um, I mean, (laughs) um, I feel like it wasn't very hard to identify when Mm. I literally just, like, I literally just, like, get up. Mm. Well, at the time, even to some extent now when I get, like, really sad, just, like, get up, go to uni, go to work, come home, turn off all the lights Mm. and just sit in my bed. But I don't know. I don't know. I feel like some people might do this, but they're not, like like they're not unwell but like i would this was like my routine for a solid like few months and i'll just literally be like really sad like very just sad just upset mm. yeah but i i i don't know it's like something had taken over me mm. and i would only be able to function for certain things like i can only literally function to study here and there and then actually it got to one point where i just stopped studying mm. yeah 
Like, I literally just go to work. That's what happens. Yeah. And people can be like, well, this person's lazy, they're not putting in their work. Hmm. But sometimes, like, sometimes the people that are literally just laying in their, in their bed and, like, allowing the work to build up, like, I see it as a sign of depression. Like, mm-hmm. sometimes it can literally just make you just want to not do absolutely anything at all. Yeah. Which is, which is, it's, it's a bit of a devil and you now start feeling bad because you haven't done anything. Mm. yeah maybe at some point we should start speaking about like what people can do to overcome these things yeah definitely <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll get there we'll get there eventually i feel like right now it's been like super sad okay there's one question that i do think we should address though and it's unhealthy expectations from like family is do not ask about that oh unhealthy expectations yeah um, i feel like this happens a lot especially when you're like uh first generation second generation mm. like migrant um from wherever you are Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't know, you might be the first to go to university mm-hmm. or, like, just, yeah, just the first to be here, I guess. And, um, a lot of things, you have a lot of things that are expected of you, just a lot of burden that you're carrying. Mm-hmm. People, like, I don't know, they just expect the best, the mm-hmm. best of the best from you. Like, the best universities, the best grades, uh, the best jobs. I don't know, eventually the best relationship. I don't mm-hmm. know, do you know what I mean? Like, it's just, you're always, there's always, like, mm-hmm. a mark and you always just have to hit it mm-hmm. all, constantly, all the time. Um, and that... How have you dealt with that? Um, or have you had to deal with that? Um, I think definitely with university, it was just like, okay, you have to do well with your grades, mm-hmm. you have to do well with university, um, you also have to do well with your job, but I, I don't know, it's like... Luckily for me, these are things I wanted to achieve for myself. This is the so thing. it wasn't. Yeah, it is it a wasn't problem. A it's more like pressure, that. but like it's not a Absolutely. huge problem because these are things I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. This and, is exactly the yeah. same for me. Like I want it for myself anyway. I mm-hmm. want to be the best at the best. I want. Yeah. I want the best job. Yeah. I want to make a, a meal. Yeah. You know what <laughs> I mean. So it's like, of course, there's pressure, but like I want it for myself. So mm. I mean, if you don't want it for yourself, then. Oh, do you want to get good grades? Because... What? Like, <laughs> the family pressure is negative if, like, you, you don't know you don't want to do education like that. Yeah. Oh, but then again, there's that like, family pressure where it's like, I'm physically trying my hardest and I still just can't do can't it. Can't do it, yeah. Um, well, yourself, I feel really. like with... Especially with, like, education and, like, work, I think, just to be realistic, there is a stand... There's a minimum of things that you need to do and then it's, like, actually we're at this point where this doesn't work for me anymore. Yeah. So, for example, like, okay, if your primary is, like, pressuring you to get the best grades, like, while you're at university, mm-hmm. while you are, um, just, like, doing your A-levels at university, like, definitely, I feel like, definitely take that and try to achieve that, just because, to be fair, in real life, these are the things, yeah, like... these are things that you need. Like, these are the, some of the best opportunities. It's not for all jobs, but, like, it's not bad to have an education. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not, it's never going to hinder you. Like, yeah. I'm not saying go to university. Definitely yeah. don't go to university. So, look, I mean, definitely if you don't want to go to university, don't go to university. So, it's so much money mm. for what it is if you don't want to be there. But definitely, like, do try and get the best grades at where you are. Yeah, whatever you do, yeah. just try to be the best in it to give yourself the best mm. opportunities. Like, as someone that has a little sister as well that's going through the GCSE process, this is something I tell her, I'm like, she feels a lot of the family pressure as well. Mm. But... I literally had to sit her down one night and be like, look, I have seen the way these companies discriminate against people that don't go to, like, a certain university yeah. or get certain grades. I have seen, like, 
I've seen too much to allow you to not be the best. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, just so, giving you the best chances. Just allow. Abs- yeah, just even about have a chance. Just having options. Like, mm. You want to do whatever gives you the most options. And yeah. If that's not education, then cool. But whatever you do, make sure you excel in it so you can have the most options within that yeah. thing as well. If and like, creative, if whatever. like, okay, you're going for education, but you know that that's not what you want to do, then make sure that you are planning what else you're going to do. Mm. Like, I don't know, if you want to create in the creative fields, like, make sure that you're also spending, I don't know, 20% of your time at least mm. doing that. Because sometimes just planning and not even actually doing the real thing can make, can bring you so much joy. Like, yeah. you sent me that thing about, like, oh, so we both love, like, going on holiday. And it was, like, 80% of the planning on the holiday, like, is the most you, enjoyable part. Yeah, is the most enjoyable part. So sometimes just, like, planning for your future and planning for a time when you're not stuck in this moment mm. can really help you with what you're doing and if you really just can't can't do this right now then don't because at the end of the day like you're more important than um what other people expect mm. from you so finally the more positive part about this how to get over some of this stuff or not really how to get over because that's really like an individual journey mm. but what we did that yeah. helped us what do you do tossing um i would say i'm starting to get back into meditation a lot more, just taking a few moments at the end of the day to be present and to realise that thoughts are literally thoughts. And, yeah, trying to just focus on the now um, because a lot of the time my thoughts love to go right into the future or into the past and that's what generates a lot of my sadness the anxiety that I have so much to do yeah so sometimes just learn trying to practice silence in the mind has really helped me and there's a lot of good guided meditations that you can use I've also done a little bit of journaling here and there um, just kind of writing on how I feel especially like after meditating taking a few like an hour or so before I sleep to read a book, like a positive, mm. like self-help book, whatever, whatever. Like, let's say I read, like, I put on my t- to-do list 10 pages of this book tonight just to make sure that, like, that's something that I do. Mm. Um, and, yeah, I also listen to a really good podcast in the morning. I don't look at my phone in the morning, like, for social media and all of that stuff. I just listen to, like, a positive podcast. And I usually listen to Life is a Marathon by Bruce Van Horn and he's always talking about this positive stuff and somehow he always has a podcast that is perfect for my life every episode um so I listen to that in the morning when I'm getting ready so I'm starting my day with like you can do this ignore your thoughts you know positive affirmation and all of that type of stuff so yeah that stuff has been helping me obviously I still go through my moments I'm still dealing with it you know, yeah. here and there, and there's there's peaks, and there's and there's then there's bad times, there's good times, but it really just feels like a kind of process of learning how to deal with it first. I don't know. Yeah, I think definitely for me, um, yeah. So not being on my phone as much. Yeah. Um, so definitely, like when I wake up in the morning, I'm not so much on my phone. I just like practice silence. So I just mm. like do everything in silence for like an hour. Um, on my way to uh, like the station to school, I just have like a really like positive playlist that is mm-hmm. called like in my bag that I listen mm-hmm. to. So it's like songs that really like motivate me mm-hmm. and just like get me like mm-hmm. pumped and just like bring my energy level up for the day. So that's definitely something I do. Um, also, I've noticed that the when I'm really really down, what's really picked me out of that is uh, art. So I love like visiting galleries, like painting. Uh, you know, just like really getting into my artistic side which I guess I should I try to do it something like once a month but like when I'm like especially down is something that I do a lot more Mm. um yeah so like workshops that to me that's like very like therapeutic therapeutic yeah Yeah. so that really helps 
Um, also, just trying to fill up my time with people that are mm. good for me, that make me happy. Um, so that, like, also helps. So Yeah, like, scheduling social activities. Mm. I'm not going to lie, in third year, I've kind of struggled with my scheduling of social activities. Like, I schedule a lot of stuff, but I also kind of cancel on quite a few things because I have so much stuff to do. Mm. So sometimes, like, a social activity can kind of be, like... It's like an essay to me sometimes because, mm. like, oh, my God, and then I have to go to this, and then mm. I have to have dinner with so-and-so at 5 p.m. Then I have... To, do you know what I mean? Which is, like, kind of like a first-world problem. Yeah. Is it a first-world? Yeah. what they call it. Um, but, yeah, I kind of just have to be realistic. Mm. Yeah. I think definitely with that, I've slowed down. I tried to not do more than, like, meet more than one person a week mm. because, realistically, like, Monday... I've, like, broken up my week, like, Monday to Wednesday. I'm, like, working and studying... Mm. Thursday, I take to myself, mm. um, and then I, that there somewhere I'll meet like one person one week, or like do like one activity one week, mm. just because just even like sometimes you know social mm. situations can be very very draining. So definitely yeah, find the balance between all of those things. And shout out to the people that I go for dinners with. I'm not saying that you guys are essays. <laughs> <because> <laughs> Social activities are like essays, but in my mind, sometimes when I'm going through my st- yeah. very stressful periods, it feels like social activities are another burden. Like yeah, another, no, definitely. Like, even like when mean? we met the other week, it was like, right before it, actually, I really wanted to cancel. Mm. Like, we spoke about, like, we always want to, like, cancel, but then sometimes mm. when you actually go out and do it, you, you just do have it, so like, much yeah, fun. Yeah. yeah. So that was, yeah. um, that's one thing. And also, what sometimes, think something that me and Tosin both enjoy doing together is of course going on holiday yeah so just like planning that having things to look forward yeah, to yeah like just taking some time out like last summer like we worked full time for a big chunk of the summer and at the end we just took like a really like yeah. long 10 day like beach mm, holiday just, just like relaxing <laughs> just relaxing yeah, yeah. <laughs> just we had a really good time yeah. just like doing nothing mm-hmm. and just like relaxing and that's when we came up with the idea of this podcast yeah so yeah. you know take some time off and reflect okay. traveling always gives me so much good reflection time because mm. i'm literally just in a new land i forget my problem i literally just ignore like uni what's that like, yeah it's like put life on pause yeah it puts life on pause so it really allows you to think what am i doing what do i want to get out of this life like yeah what just am make sure i reflect. doing yeah like yeah. you just had such a good time just time yeah. to think for yourself mm-hmm. people aren't around like you're mm. just i just love traveling because it just makes me get away from my actual real life mm-hmm. absolutely and that might sound like dramatic as yeah, but it's like it's needed. It's needed. This, this yeah. real life can be long. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you know, do that. You don't even have to go somewhere far. I don't know. Go to Manchester for the yeah. weekend. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what? Um, my friend was Jess was saying how she's booked like a cottage in Essex for yeah, her and her friend really nice. to go for like a weekend, whatever. And I was thinking about doing something like oh that. God, so that's so like, cool. a nice little cute mm. little cottage jacuzzi yeah. in the um, back. Sonny and them not did that in Nottingham as well. Yeah, it'll be mad cute. So yeah, stuff like that. I mean, don't have to cash out. Yeah, no, definitely not. Um, and then also just speak to the adults. Well, we're all adults, I guess, but mm. like speak to uh people like in a certain position mm. around you who can definitely like understand mm. what you're going through or like help you. So we've got here like your academic advisor, mm-hmm. can be a really good person. I feel like definitely like my academic advisor is like a really good support system yeah. for me in terms of when I go through school stuff. So Tossin's like making faces. No, so I'm wondering what um, she has to say. Yeah, I mean it depends on the academic advisor that you get. So. Yeah, I've actually, I literally, I, last time I sent my academic advisor an email and the subject was stress. I was like, can I make with you? Because like, I'm literally on the verge of just, I cannot. And he gave me some really good advice and how to handle stuff. So yeah, using the resources available to you. There was actually a period though, last term, where I had like so many essays to do. 
and like some of them count towards my grade and one of them I didn't realise was oh due in like two days this, and, I told yeah. you, and I emailed the department like oh my god I'm already so stressed out like and I had this essay due in two days. Can you please give me an extension? Like, even if it's by, like, one day. And they were like, yeah, no, sorry, you need a doctor's note for that. And then I met up with, like, the head of the department. I thought, like, maybe I could finesse my way in. She was like, no, nah, hun, you need a doctor's note. Just try to get it done. But then she spoke to one of my other professors and said that, like, if he could postpone that essay for me, whatever, whatever. She just said to me, like, don't get it right, just get it written. Like, just write something. Even if it's not perfect, just write something. Because yeah. you can spend so much time overthinking what you're going to do that you just put, blow everything out of proportion, basically. Yeah. But that was definitely a moment where I thought, wow, this uni stuff doesn't wait for no one, like. Yeah, especially when <laughs> things count, it's better to hand something in mm. than not. Because yeah. I found out that, like, um, if you don't hand anything in, you don't, you can't go forward. Mm. You have to at least fail <laughs> than, mm. like, not submit yeah, anything. if you just write bullet points or an essay plan. Like, even one of my last essays, I knew in my heart that, like, I've got too many essays right now to write for me to write you uh, an essay that's not even going to count towards my grade. Great, it's going to be helpful. But I wrote her essay plan. She gave me really, really good feedback. No. I didn't have to write no long... No, yeah. I'm not saying so not everyone, essays, Yeah, but... but, like, speak to people and <laughs> see realistic. what can be done. Yeah. Um, there's also university counselling um, I personally didn't do that but my academic, the head of department told me to do it but I personally didn't do it because I managed to kind of just pull myself out of yeah. the little situations that I was happy having not everyone can do that yeah, so one of my friends actually there. used it yeah. Like, um, yeah, there's university counselling and I know quite a few people yeah. who use university counselling and who also get referred to um, is it, ther- who get referred to like discounted therapy mm. Um like, through universities, so if you definitely feel like you need someone to talk to that's completely impartial mm-hmm. and, like, not around you at all, then definitely use yeah, that. Yeah, and also get a doctor's note with whatever you're feeling because you you're, you might need that later on, and doctor's note really save people's degrees. Yeah, that's yeah, true. If you're feeling somehow and it's not allowing you to do what you need to do, go to the doctor, hun. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyone else do you think that people can speak to? Um, I talk to my family a lot. Mm. Not everyone has yeah, so the, uh, the, or, the other alternatives yeah, if you can't talk to your family members. But yeah, so I think we've come to the end of this podcast. Um, we hope you found our experiences um, useful or um, yeah. <laughs> the, with the things that we, we said. We just kept it real, really. Yeah. As far as possible. Like, it's kind of difficult to... We didn't want to structure this too much because... Yeah, it's kind of... It's not something you can really prepare for. It just comes out. Yeah. So we hope, like, it's provided you guidance. Um... And if you have any more questions about anything we've spoken about, um, feel free to, like, email us or contact mm-hmm. us. I'm sure you'll know how to. Um, yeah. So we'll see you in the next podcast. Bye. Bye.